Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And I uh, just want to let everyone know that uh, my mom, uh, she got a good report back from the, from the doctor. So everything that had been going on has either disappeared or, or shrunk to a super small size. So we want to give God glory for that. Man, it's so it's so amazing to see just uh, how strong that she is after going through all of these things. You know, it's a testimony of God's goodness, His faithfulness, and that when we lift up those needs to Him and believe, we trust Him. He begins to do a work, and uh, and then there's reports that come back that prove it. So I'm thankful tonight for that. Um, also, want to make a quick uh, announcement here that um, Brother Troy has uh, um, established a good a good system for for the media. So uh, Sunday after church, if you want to be part of the of the media team, then uh, you can meet with him. And he'll show you kind of uh, the ins and outs of, of, of what to do there. So uh, really look forward to uh, having a, a good solid system in place. we got some other things in the works. And uh, we'll be keeping you updated with those things as they, as they come. Uh, we, have, we have a couple needs here tonight in prayer. Um, we are, we are going to have to pray for Brother Plowman. Um, not really sure what's going on, uh, but they've been uh, doing some tests, and, and so he's just has, he just has some, a lot of pain in his head, and uh, we need to lift him up tonight. We also need to lift up my sister tonight. Um, she's also in a lot of pain. We're going to actually, uh, here, here pretty soon, we're going to look at uh, changing our, uh, the way that we do prayer, prayer requests in our prayer time, um, try, try to do more of a streamlined approach to it um, so we can uh, sort of keep that flowing. Uh, but anyone else, um, if you have a need, just raise your hand. Sister Banks. You say your your grandson, your grandson's stepson. Okay. Sister McCollum. 
or remember Sister Betty um, or Mike. Yeah. Well, you know, some of some of those reports, uh, they just want you to keep coming back. You know what? We're just going to pray and lift it up, not get discouraged, brother. We're going to going to hang on to the faith and trust the Lord. Uh, doctors are limited in what they can do, what they know. Uh, they always give you the, the worst news. Uh, to, I don't know, to give them, I guess, a little bit of uh, grace or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but you know what? We need, we need to start you know, taking that and saying, you know what? Yeah, but my God, you don't know my God. Our God's a healer. He is the great physician. He can meet any need in my life and my family. And uh, the enemy, that's what the enemy wants you to do once you get all bent out of shape over it. Uh, but we're going to worship and we're going to praise. We're going to lift up the name of Jesus in the midst of it all because we know where our help comes from. Amen. Anyone else? Okay, uh, why don't we stand? Brother Mike, if you'll come up here, we're going to surround you and pray for you. And uh, if anyone else needs a touch in your body, we're just going to do some, we're going we're to go off the cuff here for, for a little uh, bit. If you need a touch in your body, you need God to do something your family, whatever it is, we're going to trust and believe. You got you got heaviness, you got anxiety, doubt, fears, you got them coming against you, we're going to pray and, and command them to leave. We're going to trust the Lord and we're going to believe that God is with us and for us. Amen. Can we, can we stretch forth our hand and stretch forth uh, our faith and let's pray for these needs. distressed beneath Jehovah's dread frown and low in the pit where my sins dragged me down I cried to the Lord from the deep
forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted and you were condemned. Oh, I'm alive and well. Your spirit lives within me because you Jesus, I honor you in all 
God. Now let's honor the Lord right now. Let's honor his presence. Let's honor his faithfulness. Lord, we thank you, God, for being here among us tonight. You are faithful, Lord. You're an on-time God, a prayer-answering God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thankful for the presence of the Lord in this place. Thankful for His Word and all that He has done and continues to do. you turn to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Now, brother, I can't see that monitor back there. I don't know if it's, uh, yeah, I guess it looks like it's off, huh? Well... How many of y'all heard this scripture before? Yeah, time or two? Time or two? We'll read through verses four there. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood, striving against sin. Now let's pray and ask the Lord to help us for the next few moments here. God, will you help us to lock in, Lord, in the place that you desire us to be tonight, to hear from you, Lord. We position our ears to hear you tonight. We want to hear a clear word, God, that would help us, that would challenge us, Lord, that would strengthen us, encourage us, Lord. Hallelujah. You know where we are, God, in this process, in this journey, on this path, in this race, Lord. And you know what we need before we ask or say anything. And so I'm asking that you would release words of wisdom tonight through this vessel of clay. Lord, that you have it anointed and set aside for your purpose, Lord. I'm here for you, not for me and my own personal gain. But I'm here, God, to declare what thus saith the word of God. And so, Lord, let there be a clear voice heard tonight and let your anointing rest upon us to both receive, Lord, and to do. In the name of Jesus, everybody say amen. amen. And clap your hands to the Lord as you are seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I want to just minister for the next few moments here uh, from this subject, pain before progress. 
Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. This passage lets us know that we are to lay aside or we are to cast off every, every weight, not just a few things, not just a few things, every weight, and, and the sin that tries to thwart or stop us from enduring. If you look at this, these passages together, there are things that are at play at work that try to keep us from enduring. They try to keep us from running with patience this race set before us. These things that are trying to keep us from looking to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, there are distractions all around us that try to keep us from finishing. We had tremendous, tremendous breakthroughs this revival, and I believe people, people had uh, stepped out of some places that they have uh, maybe been in far too long, and God has done a mighty work, and He's, he's still doing a mighty work. Um, but if we're not careful, we will, we will fall right back into the same place. Avoiding the pain, avoiding the race, trying to do everything we can to not have to run. I know there's some haters in here, some running haters. <laughs> That's all right. I, I, whew. You'd think by my progress, I'd hate it myself. The race that we are in is about endurance. It's not a quick race. It's a race that requires pace, right? Our goal must be fixed before us. Anyone running a race, that goal must be fixed before us. And, and may I just kind of... Uh, Add this in here as well. This pain before progress that we're talking about tonight is not just in the race. Think about this for a moment here. When you were born again of water and spirit, you are enlisting in the army of God. Now when you think about soldiers, soldiers train, right? Soldiers, soldiers labor to, to condition themselves. They work to build endurance because you never know when you're going to need to go that extra mile. So they're looking, looking off into the future and seeing the need to be fit, to be able to, to go through seasons of dryness and drought, to, to go through those seasons of of famine and not having everything that you need, but you know what? You're, you're just fighting to move forward to make up ground. That's no different than the race of a runner, an athlete. And so our goal must be fixed before us, soldier or athlete. We need a good rhythm, a good pace, striving to reach a level of 
constancy. That should be the goal of every soldier, of every athlete, every runner in the race. My goal is to condition my body to be constant. Our kids like to see who's the fastest. There are times that we're out on the trail and you got to tell the little ones, like Ellery, you better slow down. Conserve that energy. By the end of the, of the trail, carry me. No, looking up to you. No, no. And so our kids will do everything super fast. But that pace is not realistic unless you have built up your endurance. And that takes training. You look at these, these athletes in the Olympics that run, they run a half marathon at, at a five, five mile an hour pace or whatever it is, average pace. I mean, they do it in like, they do it in like two hours or something, a little over two hours. It's unreal. But they're running when we're sleeping. They're running when we're doing other things. Their goal is training and working to, get, to build up that endurance. Solomon wrote that the race is not to the what? To the swift. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. I've lost my swiftness. The swift will experience burnout. And burnout can pull you out of the race. The race that we are in needs constant attention. If we don't lock into training disciplines, we will stop training. It's okay to take breaks, but sometimes those breaks cause us to gain. In more ways than one. I remember when we were going to Greater Faith, we were running all the time training for races. And I think at one point in my life, I was the fittest I ever been. Then I took a break. And I'm still on that break, by the way. Because just like that, you just get comfortable and you start gaining. You're just like, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. You know what, I'll pick back up next week. You know, I'm talking, I'm talking five years later, six years later, I'm still on that break. I'm trying to, maybe I need an intervention here, you know. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. We got a treadmill in the basement. It's going to be there tomorrow as well. <laughs> when we are training, we remove the hindrances because we can't run with unnecessary weights. Unnecessary weights seem to catch our eye when we're when we withdraw from our training, you go from pouring out to filling up. In this race, it's important that we pour out as much as we fill up. You can't just always be filling up without the pouring. A sure way to keep yourself from running is weights. Weights. Anybody ever try to run with weights? 
No, you wouldn't even try it. It's, it's ridiculous to think about that, isn't it? You see these guys training. They got these sweatsuits on. Not like, not like sweatsuits, but the actual suits that they put on so they can sweat to cut weight, to lose weight. But some of them have ankle weights and wrist weights and waist weights and all these different weights. And they're, 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 they're going through. But those are the things that you don't want when you're trying to endure to the end. Unnecessary weights. These things can be all kinds of different things. Uh, for instance, worldly possessions. Worldly possessions can keep you from running, can keep you from moving forward, can keep you from the pain. You know, sometimes we can, we can surround ourselves with worldly possessions and, and that makes us okay without feeling the pain. Because it's always pain before progress. Matthew 19 and 22. Verse 22, brother, sorry. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. He was, he was gaining ground. He was running the race, wasn't he? But he wasn't going to finish it in the condition that he was in. He was going to have to get rid of some of those weights. All of those, every weight. If he was going to maintain and endure to the end. And he went away for, uh, sorrowful because those worldly possessions caused him to not want to run the race. I'm telling you, we got we to gotta be willing to get rid of every weight. Because the weight of the cross that we have to carry daily is the only weight that we were called to carry. Amen. So that's, that's, that's one example of an unnecessary weight. Now let's look at another one. Discouragement is an unnecessary weight. Let's look at Nehemiah 4 and 10. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. They were discouraged at the progress and I tell you what, discouragement will cause somebody to take a seat. There have been too many discouraged people in the church that barely, barely making it, barely making it from service to service, that trying to figure out why they feel so much pain and why they feel so much pressure and why all these things come against them. Every time they try to do good, every time you try to do the right thing, they're always met with resistance, always met with pain. Some people living on Easy Street, they got a different gospel. 
They got a pain-free gospel. Because Jesus, Jesus took all the pain and all the suffering that they don't have to suffer. But, but the scripture tells us that if we suffer with him, we'll reign with him. I don't know about you, but I'm not just going to let Jesus be the only one that carried a cross. Now, I don't have to do it physically, but, it's, but every day I wake up, it ought to be something inside of me that wants to pick up that gospel, to pick up the word of God, to pray, and to tell the world about Jesus, to tell those who are lost about this great God and Savior that we serve. And to do everything that we can to fight against the old nature and to resist the old nature. To resist discouragement, to resist depression and all of those things. And we, here's another unnecessary weight that can also be discouraging. And it can also uh, do all kinds of things to us. And that's imaginary hindrances. When we think something exists when it doesn't. Now let's look Mark 16 verses 3 and 4. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulcher? They expected the door to still be there. They imagined that the door was going to be there. And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away for it was a very great, it was very great. So imaginary hindrances can keep us. What if we get out there and there's something in the way? What if I step out in faith and God doesn't show up? These are all weights that we, as we start out, we don't have that understanding of God. But as we grow, we begin to learn that God is faithful, that he's not going to let me down. If he's asking me to do something for him, then he is going to follow through and accomplish what he's asking me to do. I can imagine all kinds of things that will become obstacles, but the biggest obstacle will be myself. What if I get in the way? Let me give you another one. Number four, cares and anxieties will keep you from running. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verses 6 through 10. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 10. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon him. Some of your care. All. Well that sounds just like every weight. I must... Lay aside every weight, and I must cast all of my cares, for he careth for you. If I carry around these unnecessary anxieties, then I do not have confidence that God cares for me. 
Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. The enemy wants you to stop before there's ever any pain. Because if he can get you so focused on the pain that you do not move, he can keep you from progress. Sometimes they're just weights and sometimes those weights turn into sin. Worldly possessions can turn into idolatry. Discouragement can turn into depression and that can lead to hopelessness. Imaginary hindrances can be anything we fabricate to attempt to excuse us from training. Cares and anxieties can cause us to not trust God. How can I make sure that I stay in the race though? I'm going to give you a couple things here. Number one, you must first figure out if you have a training plan. This whole thing a wing and it ain't going to cut it. Well, I'll read my Bible every Sunday and Wednesday or I'll pray every Sunday and Wednesday. Listen, that's not a training plan. That's winging it. What are you doing to build endurance? Every time I set out to train, I am met with all of the resistance. Anybody here think about that and that, that's happened to you? Every time I, I establish something and I set out to do it, I am met with all kinds of hindrances, distractions, and resistance. Well, honey, that's how training works. You can't, have res you can't have training without resistance. First Peter, let's go back to 1 Peter 5 and 10. And I want to key in on something. After that, ye have suffered a while. That word, that word suffer means to uh, experience a painful sensation. I try to keep myself from experiencing those things. That's not a very good training plan. Pain before progress. Pain leads to endurance. And during this training, you are pouring out. When I give myself to training, I pour myself into it. And I face every obstacle with the determination to move past it. There will be pain when I hit my limit. But if I keep training, that threshold changes. If I keep enduring, that threshold changes. I'm here to tell you, if we continue to train and build, we will get through that area that have, has always been a roadblock, has always been an obstacle in our life.
And the second one here, this will help you. This will help help you stay in training in the race. Don't let anything keep you from training. You hear me? Don't let anything keep you from training. Empty yourself and the strength will return to you. You know what an athlete, a soldier, you know what happens? When they have, when they have suffered a while. When I'm on the race, when I'm on the path and I'm giving it everything, I'm pouring everything, every ounce of energy into it. I am sweating. I am, I am fighting. I am questioning why I'm doing it. But you know what? I'm still fighting through it because we have to fight through those mental blocks. You're going to face mental resistance as much as you'll face spiritual resistance. There is going to be resistance, but you have a deter- you need to have a determination that you're going to finish. That you're going to finish your training. I'm going to stick it out. I'm not let I'm not I'm not going to retreat. I'm not going to let anything stop me from progress. Not even the pain. Not even the mental pain or the physical pain. No matter what, this pain and this path will lead me to progress. And then when you finish, or when you rest, your strength returns to you even more. You pour out, and then you become hungry and thirsty. And you know what you do? You return to where you feed and you drink. There are aid stations along the way. And during this, during our race, listen, this is an aid station tonight where you can come and get water, where you can come and get bread. But it's only for those that have already been running and training I'm going to go get what I need tonight. I've been pouring out all week long. And so when I come here, I get my strength. And I, I I get refreshing. I get joy again. I've been fighting. I've been fighting every step of the way. And I have come to be filled. I'm going to empty myself. If I seek him, he will reward me. If I search, I will find. If I dig, I will discover. If I pour out until I'm thirsty, he will quench my thirst. If I pour out until I'm hungry, he will fill. The method never changes. It's always the same method. Worship, praise, studying God's word, fasting, prayer. All of these are part of training. It will never change. This is how we run. This is how we progress. We put put our life in pursuit of God. And in the process, we are met with resistance. Because our flesh doesn't want it. And the the enemy doesn't want progress. But you know what? We've got to fight through all that. We got to fight through it. I'm going to stay in the training program. I'm going to endure to the end. I'm not going to experience revival in one moment, a breakthrough in another moment, and then sit on the couch for the rest of the time. 
fall right back into the same rut. Listen, I believe that when God delivered people here this past week in our revival services, that is the time to engage in a training program and commit to it and and not go back to the rut and stay out of the rut. I'm going to fight. I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to study. And you know what? I'm going to obey. I'm going to apply it in my life. And I'm going to do everything I can to do the right thing. And when I'm met with resistance, I'm not going to sit down and stop and think of all the reasons I should give up. No, I'm going to put. I'm going to push to progress I'm going to read a few scriptures and uh, and then we'll be done 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 15 this is an image of what happens when we're met with adversity when we're met with the adversary when we're met with circumstances that are beyond our control. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Now, what Hannah was doing was, uh, 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 Penina was, uh, was taunting her, was being an adversary to her, and she she had she had this this thing come against her that almost that almost could have turned into bitterness and depression and discouragement. But what she did was she went to the house of the Lord. She went to the sanctuary and she poured out. Psalm forty two one through five. And as the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they continually say unto me, Where is thy God? Listen, that, that that could be an obstacle for us. That could be one of those uh, imaginary hindrances that come to you. Uh, Where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul in me. For I had gone with the multitude. I went with them to the house of God with the voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept holy day. Listen, I'll tell you what, when I'm faced with these adverse things... I'm not going to let them keep me from pouring out. I'm going to take them before the Lord because I'm going to cast my cares. I'm going to release unnecessary weights. I'm not going to pack these around. I'm not going to absorb these pressures and this resistance. I am going to go pour it out to the Lord. When I remember these things, I pour out of my soul in me. I pour out of my soul. Come on, there are times in the training program that you just have to pour out your soul. I, I can't make sense of it. I think I'm going mad. I think the enemy's hot, hot on my tail. I think my flesh is trying to destroy me. I got to get to the sanctuary and pour out my soul. I got to pour out my soul to the Lord. Verse 5. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Come on, we're not going to go there. We're going to come out of this. We're coming out of the hopelessness. 
We're coming out of the discouragement and the depression. And why art thou this quiet enemy? Hope thou in God. Come on, you got sometimes you just gotta speak to yourself while you're on the court. I'm running it. I'm getting to the end. I'm not gonna let I'm, I'm not gonna let discouragement get the best of me. Why? Why art thou this quiet enemy? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Oh, I feel the pain, but I see the light. I feel the pain, but the light of his countenance is shining on me. And therefore I can pursue Psalm 62 and 8 Trust in him at all times Ye people pour out your heart Before him God is a refuge for us Listen, when things get heavy and things get discouraging and troubling all around us, listen, we have a refuge that we can pour out our heart before him. We have a place. This is the place. Listen, this right here or in your prayer closet, it doesn't matter. You just have to get to that place where you pour out your heart before him. Because he is a refuge and he does care for us and he expects us. Listen, he expects us to cast all of those things on, on him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast these worries and this things. I don't know how it's going to work out, God, but I'm going to work through this right now and I'm going to lay them on you and I'm going to trust, Lord. You are the faithful God. You are the one I can depend on. Psalm 142, verse 1 through 7. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, with my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaint before him. I showed before him my trouble. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked on my right hand and beheld, but there was no man that would know me. Refuge failed me. No man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord. I said, Thou art my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Attend unto my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are stronger than I. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise thy name. The righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully with me. Listen, there are times that the adversary is heavy against us, but we can praise the name of the Lord, and we can find refuge. We can find deliverance. We can pour out of ourselves and find refuge in the Lord. And I'm going to end right here with this scripture, Isaiah 44 and 3. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. What we have here is a promise uh, that if you are thirsty, and listen, sometimes the race uh, will cause you to be thirsty. Uh, and if you're running it uh, uh, in training, you'll be thirsty. You'll be hungry. And we have this promise here, for I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. So if I come to him in my need, you know what he's going to do? He's going to pour it out on me. If I pour it out, he's going to pour it out. If 
I pour out, he's going to pour out. If I thirst, he's going to quench that thirst. If I hunger, he's going to satisfy my need. He will give me what I need. My confidence must be in him for me to keep training and keep moving to progress. I got to endure the pain and I will be established and I will make it to the end because God will pour out. And I want you to know something in the same chapter of the author and the finisher of our faith. Said in the same chapter that what we're a part of is an unmovable kingdom. Verse 28, chapter 12. Wherefore are we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved? Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God is a consuming fire. Let's stand. I'm training and I'm doing everything I can to progress in my relationship with the Lord and I can find refuge in Him and I can be part of of an unmovable, unshakable kingdom. I, I, want, I want the most confidence that I could ever attain in this life in Him. And so what I must do is I must train, and I must push, and I must grow. I must progress because I know there are places that we can go in the Lord if we are willing to train. Amen. If that's your prayer tonight, why don't you lift your hands and ask the Lord to help you. Ask Him to help you to show you areas that you need to work on. God, will you show it to us tonight? We repent of everything. Everything that we have, we have put in place of our training. Every excuse that we have made to stop training. Lord, we want to be willing vessels uh, that, are, that are in pursuit. I want to I pursue you until I apprehend it, God. And so, Lord, we're asking you tonight to forgive us of everything that we have placed before you. Lord, the great cloud of witnesses that are all around us, uh, uh, mighty men and women of valor and people of God that endured to the end, Lord, we need to make it to the end. Lord, would you help us establish disciplines that would promote growth in our life, in our families? Lord Jesus, we need your favor, the light of your countenance to shine on us. Lord, and every time we feel the resistance uh, that we would not retreat, but that we would expect progress. Lord, don't let us run from the resistance and don't let us run from the pain because through the pain, you are establishing us. Through the pain, you are making us constant. Through the pain, you are teaching us how to endure to the end. God, we love you. We worship you. We need you, Lord.
We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Let us have a hunger for it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Love you. I praise you. I thank you, God. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Oh, Lord, I want to grow. I want to grow in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. Amen. I love and appreciate you all. And uh, I believe that I believe that many of you are working on a plan. Now, if you don't have a plan, I would go home, write one down, borrow one, whatever you got to do. Get into the Word of God, read a little bit, start off just small. Don't, don't, don't start off swift and try to read 100 chapters a day and get burnt out. Know your limits. Know where your threshold is. And start there. Read a little bit. Pray a little bit. 15 minutes of here. 15 minutes of, of Bible reading. 15 minutes of, of prayer. 15 minutes of, 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 of just meditating on the word of God. Right? Whatever, just spend little, little bits until those little bits become more. Until you, you push beyond that. Right? And you grow, and next thing you know, you, you, you are reading more chapters, and you are praying longer because you're progressing. You're going to have to fight through some things. There are going to be some pain. You're going to have to kick your old flesh in the rump sometimes and say, you know what? We're going to read today. We're going to pray today. We're going to do this. <laughs> all right. God bless you all. We'll see you on Sunday. And... Uh, Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. We'll see you at 1115 for prayer. God bless you. You're dismissed.